things always have to be feeling good for us and we have to make sure that we're not just on autopilot with the way that we're living and the way that we're keeping our home in space. Welcome to the Wild and Creative Podcast. This is your host, Sarah Marie Thompson, creative lifestyle expert and soul guide. I am here to provide you with creative, magical, fun topics every single time, so I hope I'm going to deliver once again. I would love for you to share this podcast episode with your friends and family, those that you know would benefit from hearing it, and also please subscribe wherever you are listening to this, whether it's on iTunes or Spotify or wherever, I'd love for you to subscribe and follow along on our next episodes. So let's get into this one. Alrighty, it is time for us to talk about creating a magical house and different feng shui practices that are really, really practical for you and your family to live with. So myself, my very first career was interior design and I loved it so much. I mean, there were, there were reasons why I got out of interior design that weren't necessarily about the trade at all, um, you know, taking a break and that kind of things, but I have always been somebody that's been very, very conscious of their physical space and their environment, and even from a really young age, I would always be changing things up so that it made me feel more comfortable. I'd be organizing things. I would be um, very conscious about different colors that I put in different rooms, all that kind of stuff. And, and, you know, I think for my family, they're like, oh, okay, she likes to decorate or like she likes to, you know, do interior design, that kind of thing. But it wasn't until I really started learning about what energy really, really was probably about maybe even eight years ago, I'd say, really dived in, maybe, maybe longer than that. Um, but it was after I had, you know, started my interior design career and really getting to learn about what energy is and like how it affects you and just, you know, different kind of energy in different rooms and whatnot, all that. I, I, I finally realized I was like, I have literally been doing energetic interior design my whole life. I just haven't really, I didn't know to call it that. I didn't, I didn't really know of that awareness, right? So I am here today to share with you lots of fun ideas, tips and tricks for when it comes to making your home, your spaces, your office, your car, whatever you want, um, more magical and more, well, energetically positive for you, right? So feng shui is just, is, feng shui is just one technique, right? Um, I'm going to be talking about a few different techniques today. And the biggest thing though is like, it's not just about feng shuiing your home, right? It's about you truly making a strong connection with your home and with your space so that you feel that it is like a sanctuary. You feel that it is like, you know, somewhere where you absolutely desire to be. It feels healing. It feels creative, inspiring, all that kind of stuff, right? So that is what we're going to be doing today. I really, truly believe that, you know, even if, and I get it, okay, even if your home is not a place that feels good to you, right? Whether it be the energy of the home, the, the energy of the people in the home, uh, what have you, you need to find a space to call your own. 
you absolutely have to find a space to call your own. And in doing that, you're going to be able to not only connect better with yourself, but un fully understand, um, I would say, fully dive into the idea of working energy in a space. Now, okay, if you don't have a home that feels good, right? Like, obviously, you know, changing some colors and things like that is not going to um, change it up if there's certain people in the home that are really rocking it. Um, but, you know, if you can find a space for yourself, like, honestly, like, even if you could go to the park and and find, like, a space that you always go to that you call your own, that you feel comfortable there, that you feel comfortable expressing yourself, um, maybe feel inspired, creative, all that kind of thing, that is a huge deal, okay? But what we're going to really dive into today is we're going to get into transforming a space that is yours, right? So follow along. Grab a journal. Grab a pen, okay? You're going to be talking about a lot of different things. So when it comes to spaces, we know that all spaces are energy too, right? So we're energy. The air between us is energy. Our computer is energy. Our clothes are energy. They're just vibrating at different frequencies. That's why they look different, right? So we know that a home has so much energy. Not only does it have the energy of the people that lived there before, but it has the energy of, of you and your family. It has the energy of the experiences that you've had there. It has the energy of the colors on the wall. It has the energy of the, the items and the things you've brought into your home, whether they be old and have stories attached to them or whether they be new. Everything is energy, so you have to be so unbelievably mindful of everything that comes into your house. I know that for me, um, I have always been one of those type of people that were very, very uh, particular about the things that I brought in. However, there have been things that have slipped over the years where I've just been like, meh, I guess that's okay. Like, that's okay. I'll bring it in or whatever it matches, the color goes. Um, but I have found that even when I do that, certain things will really start to bother me after a while because if I don't love something, it's not it's not coming in. You know what I mean? If I don't absolutely love it and feel that attachment to it, it's not coming in. A lot of the time, people will come into my home and they'll look around and they'll be like, you have a lot of really awesome, cool things. Like, where did you get all of this stuff? And I'm like, honestly, I don't know. I mean, the thing is, like, I'm not going to bring in just any generic, like, you know, thing, right? I'm going to bring in those things that I love so much. I would rather have less things in a home than it'd be filled with stuff that I don't want, right? There absolutely is no point in that. So it really is important for you to make sure that you're fully connected with most or all of the things in your home. I'm going to talk a little bit about feng shui. Now, we've all heard it before. Sometimes we even joke around like feng shui your mind, feng shui your car, all that stuff. It really has taken on the idea of just, you know, proper placement and proper organization to have a better life. And that's really what feng shui is, like when you, when you, you know, like bring it down. Obviously, it's a Chinese method of, of placement. It's a Chinese method of um, arranging things in your home, office spaces to provide a sense of flow and to provide a sense of balance, right? And it, that's what it's about. It's all about balance because you've probably most likely walked into a home before and you're like, God, this was like really good in here. Like it flows well. You feel like you can breathe. You just feel I don't know, creative, inspired, confident. Um, it just feels good, right? And then you've also been into a home before where you're like, Guk! like, ah, this is not good, <laughs> right? And you feel like anxious. You feel like you want to get out of there. You feel like um, just like whatever those feelings are that rush over you, right? It's not a feeling of balance or ease. 
And so when you can follow really simple feng shui tips and tricks, the principles, honestly, they can be truly life-changing because every home has a different vibe already, right? Every home has a different um, structure, a different skeleton, if you will. And you really have to kind of work with what you've got there, um, adding some feng shui principles, if that's what you want to do, um, or balance principles, if that's what you want to call it, to make it feel that much better, right? Um, there are always corrections that can be made. We're going to be going through a ton of them. I do definitely want you to feel as though you are in control of your space, and your space is somewhere that can feel balanced right I know that I have I haven't lived in that many homes over my life but I can definitely think back to some of the homes I've lived in that have not had proper flow you know what I mean like even just the structure of them did not feel good this house that I'm in now honestly like I call it the magical house that's what other people call it. It is a space of utter feel-good vibes. It, it feels like a healing space. You just walk in and you can be like, that's what everybody says. I love that about it. Um, not only does it have great flow, it has amazing character. It's 120 years old. Um, I love this house. And so obviously that makes a huge difference, right? But there have been houses that I've lived in over the past you know, lifetime, and um, they have not felt great. So right away... I'd love for you to kind of write down if you're taking notes and that kind of thing. Um, so just as we go along, I'm probably going to ask you some questions just to kind of note for yourself. But that is definitely something we want to start with. Do you love the vibe of your home? And can you pinpoint why you might not like it and then also why you like it, okay? Feng Shui, also just to kind of finish up on Feng Shui just for this little bit here. Because according to Feng Shui, the way that you position everything in your life it's in accordance to the, the laws and um, universal effects. So positioning yourself harmoniously, harmoniously within your home and your spaces not only makes you feel really great energetically, but it also blesses you with good fortune with the universe. So that's kind of like where they're, that, that's where the standpoint comes with that. Um, also, you know, in feng shui, much like we know energy, right? Qi is is what life is made of. Chi is the power behind everything. You've probably heard of chi before. So um, chi really is the energy behind a rocket. It is um, the, the embrace of a hug. It is uh, what creates plants. It's what's like what's made of love. It's like it's like everything, right? It is life force energy. And so when you look up the idea of chi, right, opposed to just simple energy, it has, it's got so many different elements to it that can support you with feeling good and a feel-good design and a feel-good layout within your home. It honestly, like, if you have amazing chi, which is just saying, like, you know, having amazing um, energy within a space and all those elements combined, it really can make your life that much better. So there are so many things that we can look at, right? There are so many metaphysical ideas that you can go with. Some people I know, actually I know some really hardcore numerologists, do everything based on numerology. Colors, what they wear that day, uh, everything. It's, it's crazy. It's over the top. There are some people I know that are by the book when it comes to feng shui, okay? Everything has to be feng shui principles. 
for me personally, it's about what feels good, what feels amazing, amazing. And yes, I like to add fun, magical feng shui principles, especially when you're putting your intention into them, because that what's really makes them magical, right? But no, there's not one thing that I do specifically and only, right? I think that that's being a little bit rigid. You really do have to just, um, you know, try different things and get into different things and, and see what feels really, really good to you, because that is what's also going to make you feel really good, right? You create your life, you create your energy, you create everything. Energy is love, energy is creation, everything is connected, right? So we have to just remember that when we make our home an artistic space of our own creation of, of rearranging chi, right? That is going to make our life that much more magical. Here's the thing. For a lot of people, clutter in their bedroom is a major issue when it comes to not allowing you sleep properly. Not only just energetically does clutter make energy stuck, but the idea, like the mental idea that things are unorganized, even if you're not an organized person, still allows you to have restless sleep, right? So it's so important, a bedroom especially. Like if you can't keep all the rooms clean, keep your bedroom clean especially, right? Um, you're also not supposed to have a lot of stuff under your bed. So this is something that I try to stay away from, right? There's a couple things, obviously, that's fine if you have to because of space. But um, do not jam-pack stuff under your bed because your bed is your sanctuary for sleeping and resting, and you need clear energy in that space. So much like putting things under your bed, right? Uh, I would I would stay away from that. Putting things behind doors, I'd stay away from that too, right? We want energy to be able to flow and not be stuck and get stagnant on these little things. Um, what's another one? My bed, doors. I'm just thinking about the ones that like I like really make. Oh, and again, closet space too, right? Closets are not supposed to be jam-packed full of stuff. I know it's hard to do, not to do sometimes, but again, major energy blocker. Um, so in the instance of someone having a bunch of kids toys and books and just not dealing with them and then they simply become a part of them honestly the more you leave clutter and old projects and like items that you're too lazy to move and all that stuff around your home you are literally training yourself to become okay with walking around this type of stuff right which is so bad because when you get like subconsciously when you don't even like really like notice it anymore consciously like that is where the problem really lies right so clear walking paths within your home make sure they are always clear you never want to have to kind of shift or move around something when you're walking around it it doesn't seem like a big deal but realistically like and energetically what's going on there and this is a big thing too for spatial planning and 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 different things like staging and all that kind of stuff too when you're staging a home um, that has to do with um, you know obviously realtors and all that kind of thing people coming to look at it you never want people to walk around anything or have to shift and move and the reason for that is because it sends kind of like a message to your body that that is like kind of a stress point right so if you're doing that you're not really realizing that it's bothering you at the moment but after many times or even after a few times it's simply saying like you know again it's not adding good energy to the space, right? So you have to be really, really mindful of that. Again, you have to be mindful of, you know, different uh, pieces of furniture and that kind of thing. Make sure they're proper for the space because if they're not, you're kind of doing that weird little turn thing, right? Again, same idea. So, you know, things have to be spatially planned as best as possible, right? 
your front door looks like the scene of a scary movie. So this one obviously probably isn't new uh, for a lot of people. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that we get used to different things too, right? Or they're not scary to us, so you, we don't really feel that you know they're scary to other people. Um, it's not about being scary. It really is about being welcoming and cheery. Much like in feng shui, and this is just you know life, I'm going to say, it's important that your front door actually be very welcoming. Even if you don't want people to just come in your house, it still has to be welcoming. Your front door is how the world sees you, okay? That's really important for you to remember, is how the world sees you. We talked about a fun little activity that, uh, I think it was like last month or something like that, and it was about um, cleaning your door with a light soap and water um, with mint essential oil in it. So I have been doing something similar to this for quite some time, but I actually tried mint for the first time um, about a month ago, and not only was it fun, because I was kind of like creating that like, you know, just energetic program of just creating a welcoming space and all that kind of stuff. But honestly, my door smelled like mint for like three days. It was fantastic. You could do this with any oil. It really is about you setting the intention that you are, are setting the intention for a welcoming, fun space right? That is your house. That is the, how the world sees you. And, and um, you know, again, different things that are around your front door, you want to make sure that there's not a lot of clutter there. You want to make sure that maybe you have like a plant or something that it's welcoming. Whatever you can do just to make it as cheery as possible, because this is your space. This is like, this is your book cover. You know what I mean? So you have to put some time and effort into making the front of your home as happy and cheerful as you possibly can. It makes a huge difference energetically. I mean, just think about it. It's a huge difference energetically. Um, another one that we talked about was you have that broken armchair that nobody can that nobody can sit on, right? So bottom line, if anything's broken in your home, it should either be fixed or discarded of. Like, it's as simple as that. So broken items in your home represent um, parts of your life that are broken unfortunately. And broken armchair signifies that life doesn't support you in some ways, right? Like it's actually like, if you think about the metaphors, it's, it's easy. It's easy to think about that stuff. But broken items have a stagnant chi, right? Stagnant energy. So you want to make sure that you honestly do fix or clear out broken stuff in your home. Like for example, if you've got drawers that have broken runners, like, ah, or if you have um, chipped stuff that is chipped and that kind of thing, again, it's just kind of stagnant energy, and if you can fix it, great. If you have to get rid of it, I mean, it's honestly, like, it, it makes a huge difference. It really, really does. Um, burnt light bulbs in your home, again, stuck energy, right? You want things working properly. You want things bright, light, increase the positive vibes. Make sure all your light bulbs are working at all time. Um, we're talking about realtors not being able to sell homes that are very, like, dark and gloomy. It happens all the time. When I had my interior design company, I would also I also had a major portion of a staging part of that, and I had about fourteen, maybe thirteen or fourteen homes of furniture that I would always be renting out to different realtors or putting in different homes, just kind of recirculating. And some of the homes that I went in, like honestly, great furniture is not going to fix them. You know what I mean? Like if the vibe of the home is really bad, yes, it it helps them a little bit, but still, um, you know, there are spaces that really do need to be energetically overhauled. And whether that means, um, you know, renovations or whether that means just a paint job or whether that means um, changing walls or, or, or a heavy smudging or something like that, right? There are spaces out there um, in different homes that are going to be hard sales. And people don't really know why. A lot of realtors don't understand why either, but it's simply energetic, right? You walk into a home, within like 20 seconds, you're going to be like, 
this is it for me, right? Like, you know, instantly because thoughts are energy, right? And thoughts are chi. That is how we get intuitive hits from homes, right? Because we are in it. We are the life force energy. We are connected to our thoughts. We are, we are our intuition, right? So, uh, you know, it's so nice to have a home or space where people feel comfortable and enjoy being. I know some people like even in my life, right, that, you know, you go over to their house and you're like, oh, I really don't like to be there, right? Like it's just like a bad vibe or what have you. you can't wait to leave. So, you know, just be aware, right, as much as you possibly can. I know there's some things that, you know, are really hard to fix. But again, there are always little cures that you can do and we're going to get into a whole bunch of them. I just want to share with you again that, you know, every home that I have ever been in, either I was renting or what have you, I have actually painted every single wall of that home. Now, I know that you'd be like, well, if you're renting, like sometimes the, the landlord doesn't want you to paint. Well, I mean, even if that's the case, paint it the same color, and I'll tell you why. Because all of the energy of the people before you, all of their arguments, all of their feelings, emotions, experiences in that space have been stuck on the walls. And when you repaint, and when you, even if it's the same color, you can't do fancy colors, have you? Even if you do it the same color, you are literally cleaning and cleansing the energy of that space. So that is already, that makes a huge deal. Okay, huge deal. You've probably seen before in a lot of different feng shui books and stuff like that, the energy house map. It's called a bagua. And um, the bagua basically represents different areas of your house that represent you as like a, a universal entity, right? So um, different areas of your house that mean different things. So you've heard, for example, in feng shui, you know, put a citrine in the in North American feng shui in the farthest left-hand corner of your home, right? That's your that's your abundance corner, right? Um, the, the farthest right-hand corner of your home, that is your relationship corner. That kind of thing. Um, so the front of the Bagua map is always kind of the front door that you use, okay? Now, there's some controversy over that. A lot of people will say it is the um, architectural front door. For me, I don't use the architectural front door because our, our door is kind of weird. It's like at the back of the house that we use. I, I, I know for me that that is like my front door. So it's kind of like whatever is your front door. Now, if you're actively like just coming in a side door and you know that's your side door, please use the front door of your home, right? And use the Bagua map there. It's really, really interesting when you can look at all the different spaces. Well, when we enter the house, say in a, in a square house, that's all about life, career path, um, and kind of notoriety in that same in that sense, right? And then we look to the the left, the bottom, um, the bottom of the square. That's all about wisdom and self improvement. When we look to the right, it's all about travel, friendship, and, com and compassion. So we want to make sure that all of these areas of our home are clear, organized, don't have anything broken feel good the best that they possibly can be and you can get really into it by painting different areas of your house um you know all about the feng shui um sections and that kind of thing me personally i don't go that far with it but you know if there's an area of your house where um you know say you're in the wealth and abundance um wealth abundance fortune area right which is your upper left hand uh, corner sorry not your upper your farthest left hand corner of your house um you know and say the color is red or gold like for feng shui right you could add some red or gold pillows or something like that you don't have to be painting the walls like in that sense right you don't have to get too crazy um like i said there are some people that go like full out right and everything has to be perfect but again when we're when we're kind of that rigid with things too does that feel good so again we have to make sure that uh you know we do feel good about the decisions that we're making as well okay so we're going to talk a lot about stuff like just stuff that you have in your home because not only is stuff 
ener holds energy, right? If your stuff's not organized and your stuff's broken and cluttered and full of dust and all that kind of stuff, again, major energy blockers. So let's um, uh, talk about some types of energy blocks. You will find that the homes that you go into and feel really, really good don't have blocked energy, right? Or as much. That's why they feel so great. One is clutter and disorganization. Okay, like hands down, if you have a desk, even if you're a disorganized person, if you have a desk and there's like papers all over and you don't know what's what and things are so unorganized and you're trying to do videos and you feel like your mind's like, ah, you know, that kind of thing. Like, again, start small. Organize your friggin' desk. Organize your desk and not only are you going to feel more excited to show up with your productivity and the work that you're doing, it's just going to feel good. And that's the same with stuff on your computer files, right? I know that for me, my desktop area of my computer can get really flooded with images and stuff because I tend to store stuff there just because I can like find it really quickly when I'm doing things. And you know, once a week or something or every few days, I have to be like, whoa, like I need to just like clear this out or organize it in files, right? So again, it's the organization that keeps our mind clear and happy, right? It's all energy. Thoughts are energy too. It doesn't have to be physical stuff, right? So clutter and disorganization is one of the biggest energy blockers that there is. I'd love for you to take this opportunity with your journal. I know that I asked you about, you know, do you love your home, right? And what do, what feels good about your home, that kind of thing. Uh, but I also want to ask you, you know, do you feel that your spaces are relaxing in any way? Are there some rooms that feel more relaxing than others? And I'd love for you to make note of that, right? Do you feel that your spaces that you sleep in are relaxing. That's a really big one, right? And again, is there a lot of clutter in that space, right? Do you have a lot of stuff in the closets? Are your are your drawers in your bedroom just bursting with clothes you don't wear? For me, I know that it's really overwhelming for me to think of spring cleaning or organizing my whole house, right? I'm just like, oh, like where do I even start? But if you take the opportunity to just go through room by room, right? Even if one week you're working on one room and you just do drawer by drawer, closet by closet, honestly, you're going to get through like your entire house and it's going to feel amazing, right? So you just have to start somewhere. Um, another question I would love to ask you is, does each room remind you of all the things you still need to finish, fix, paint, and organize? Okay. If every room has a project that's still not done in there, that's a really yucky place to be. I've always tried to be that type of person where I don't have projects sitting around. I can't friggin' stand it. And when my husband kind of does something like that, I tell him I can't stand it, right? So he's got better at that kind of thing too. Um, again, if you don't have the energy to finish it, don't start it. It's as simple as that. All right, next thing is physical items, right? A lot of people have furniture placement that's so off, right? It's just so off. And furniture placement actually really, really is a big thing. You know, a lot of people are like, well, who cares if the chair is over there or what have you? But again, it's all about flow. It's about the harmony of a space. It's about just being able to feel like you can breathe in there, it being able to feel good. A lot of people end up using uh, items in their home that are not proportionate to the area, right? So they might have this big, huge, like, credenza or something like that in this space where they're having to kind of, like, shuffle around it because it's too big. If your ceilings are only about eight feet high, you know, you're not going to have these massive, tall pieces of furniture that feel like they could come down on you. Like, that's just, like, that's not good 
chi practices, right? You want to make sure that things are proportionate to the space and feel good and not overwhelming. Another, on the other flip side of it is, you know, people could fill their home with Ikea furniture, little teeny tiny furniture that, again, is for very small spaces. If you have a regular size home, you need regular size furniture. And something else too is that, you know, it is okay to kind of dabble with a few larger pieces here and there, but you don't want to have many larger pieces, just like you don't want to have many small pieces, right? It has to be proportionate to the space. So most people's homes are probably about medium, uh, medium size, right? In a large room, okay, if you had nothing but oversized items, the space would feel probably okay. Because if you have a large room, and with large items, it's it's going to be proportionate, right? However, having all large items in that space is also going to feel a bit dull, right? It's going to be like there's no, um, you know, real play with the sizing of different things. I know we're kind of getting more into like design techniques and a lot of people are like, okay, that's like not my thing. But just be mindful of the proportions of things that you're using in a space. And again, like even when we're talking about really, really tiny small rooms, um, if you had all really large items in small rooms, it's going to feel claustrophobic. It's going to feel overpowering, right? Smaller spaces need smaller things. Um, but again, I'm just saying it's okay to dabble with like maybe one larger item or something like that just to get that play of different sizes, right? So anyway, it's really, really big. Why I brought that up is because, you know, if you are feeling overwhelmed because of all the stuff you have in a room, um, that is a huge chi energy blocker, right? Because you might not realize it, but every time you go in that room, you feel like, right? And we have to become more aware of all of those times we go, oh, right? That's really, really big. Um, okay, another one now is dirt and dust. Obviously, this is, you know, like self-explanatory, right? Wherever there's dirt and dust, that's where um, the life force energy, the chi or the prana, stop flowing properly, right? They stop flowing properly through your home and space. Actual dirt and filth around your home is just as bad for your feng shui as actually having a house filled with clutter and oversized furniture. It really, really is. So get on top of that, right? I mean, are you an individual that keeps their stuff so dusty that there's a film and then when someone touches it, they're like, you're like, no, don't touch it because now I have to clean it. Okay, that should be a red flag. You need to be dusting your home. You need to be cleaning your home. When you actually do the act of cleaning your home, even if it's once a week, once a month, whatever you can do, um, make it a special... Um, experience. Light one of your special like cleansing candles or something like that, right? Put on your diffuser with a scent that you love. Make it a special thing and you're going to be that much more excited to do it, okay? It really will help you. Okay, now I'm going to get into some things of like why we keep things, right? We There's so many reasons on why we keep things and it's really hard to sometimes get rid of stuff when we don't understand why we're keeping things. As human beings, we honestly like we want to accumulate stuff. That's kind of like in our nature. We're kind of like birds, right? Like we want to gather and collect. Um, instead of mainly gathering for survival like most animals do, we gather to keep... <laughs> Right? So it's like we have so many identities and that kind of thing in what we have and what we're keeping. So um, here are some things that I'd love for you to be mindful of. So one reason why we keep things is because we feel that it's a part of our personal identity. And this is really not true. Like we are we are one, but yes, we are a separate identity. We don't need anything physical to, to, to make us that way, right? But again, we love rings. We love things. We love all that stuff because it makes us a character. So for me, I had a white Jeep 
that was like my very first white Jeep. It was one of those things I just like manifested and I drove it for years and I had such a love affair with this Jeep. And it was getting time, the, the kilometers or miles, whatever, were getting up there and um, it was getting time to kind of get rid of the, the Jeep. And I was young at the time and, you know, my mom was like, you need to get rid of it. Like you need a safe and uh, reliable vehicle. And, um, and so... I I went to the car dealership and I got a brand new vehicle that was like wah wah and I just think about my white Jeep all the time but I had sold it shortly after I would got my new vehicle and um, I had such a hard time selling it because I felt like my white Jeep was part of my identity. You know what I mean? Like it was like that cool vehicle. You take it up the hill. It was such a part of me, and I really had to understand about letting it go in in not being a part of my identity. Right? Yes, it was a cool thing, and like Sarah had a white Jeep. Cool. Sarah can get another Jeep if she wants. Right? Like we have to we have to understand that we are not these things, and they do not define us. So if you're having any problem with stuff in your house or what have you, and it's an identity issue. Um, please definitely take the time to understand and just to see different perspectives of how it is not defining you, right? It is not defining you. Um, let's see here. People hold on to things, right, because they think it's a part of who they are or it's something that they have in common or something like that with other people. So, for example, let's look at, like, plastic figurines and junk that you've collected from all of your trips or maybe um, fridge magnets or something like that, right? Small reminders about how you went to blank, did something there, whatever, right? Maybe it's movie concert stubs, posters, all that kind of stuff, right? Um, again, a perfect example of keeping stuff that has to do with your identity. Do you still have all those memories? Yes. What are you really getting out of keeping all of those magnets? Do you actually go and, like, look at them like a shrine, like, every, like, week? If you are, okay, keep them. If not, it's not really anything, right? They're just, they're, yes, they're things that we've brought back from certain times, but if they don't make us feel overwhelmingly wonderful, then, again, we don't have that strong of a connection to them. We just think that we do. Another thing is appearance, right? We've all kind of held on to something when it comes to our appearance, right? So somebody might have a Jaguar or somebody might have uh, what have you that they, again, think it's kind of connected to identity, but it's all about how you are appearing. Now, a lot of people that keep different things that are connect, they think they're connected to um, their identity, but it really is just about how they feel about appearing to other people. A lot of the times those things are not actually like things that we even care about, right? Like we don't have that strong of a connection to them, right? Um, you know, I mean, what is the real difference when it comes down to it um, from driving like a brand new cheaper car or to like a brand new whatever, like that that has your appearance there, right? Maybe it's like a BMW or something like that, right? Yes, of course, a BMW is a little bit nicer than a cheaper car. But what I'm just saying is that, like, it doesn't actually make that much of a difference. The car is still going to get you from point A to point B. So either you have to love, 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 love these things that you are keeping and holding on to for appearance purposes, or else you have to see that it's a material item that you're using to make you look a certain way. So just kind of create that awareness for yourself because that really is big when it comes to the different things that we're holding on to, right? It makes a really big difference. 
Um, there's so many different um, things I could go into about that, but I'm going to keep just going to touch on different things here. Um, here's another thing. Have you ever been a victim of the big sale? So some people, and I've done this before too, right? Some people are like, oh my gosh, this shirt that I love is $5 and it comes in seven colors. I'm going to get every color for $5. And then you bring it home and the shirt doesn't actually fit you that well. But you're like, but it was $5, so I got them all, right? Again, quality over quantity, please, right? Because that is a way that you are going to um, really like hold back, be able to hold back from having all of this stuff. Um, don't be a victim of the big sale. If that is something that you know that you're weak with, right? Just be really mindful next time you're kind of in that position. Um, you know, the big sale is something that definitely fills people's homes with junk that they don't use. How many times, and I've done this before too, how many times have you got a whole bunch of stuff on sale, brought it back home, and it's ended up in like the Goodwill bag or something like that literally a month later? Because it's like, it's like bulky, it doesn't fit you well, you don't feel good in it, all that kind of stuff, but yeah, you bought seven of them, right? So again, big sale, watch out for that, right? That is something that definitely creates chi blockers, energy blockers, which is just stuff you don't use. Another thing is inherited items. You know, you can inherit a lot of different things. Um, when a loved one passes away, there is that sense of connection that you don't want to let go of. Um, I know that when my grandparents passed away, I wanted to hold on to like everything. Uh, and, and you will definitely go through that at the very beginning. And you don't have to get rid of everything all, all at once. You know what I mean? Like you need to allow yourself to take time with that. But what I have found is that when a loved one passes away, if you have like two or three or four of your favorite things of theirs that remind you of them so much, that's so much better than having a whole house full of stuff of theirs. Because now the magic of the whole house full of stuff is kind of gone. But when you have a few items of theirs that are like, unbelievable for you, then that is so much stronger and um, so much more loving and connected uh, and magical than just a whole bunch of stuff, right? So again, and the other thing about inherited items is that, you know, people don't have to pass away for you to inherit things. The thing is, if it's not you, you don't have to keep it. You know what I mean? Like it's not a part of something that you have to have. Nobody's holding you to this, right? So again, the things that you have in your home should make you feel good. They should make you feel connected. They should make you feel excited, inspired, creative, right? So just be mindful of those things that people are giving you. You do not have to keep everything people give you. You don't have to do it, right? <laughs> just like you don't have to display everything people give you, right? Um, yeah, that's a whole other story. <laughs> so having more is better. Is it? Like, that's what a lot of people think, right? They're like, oh, if I keep all these scraps of wood, I'm going to use them, right? And then they'll sit there for 25 years. And yeah, you might use one scrap, but again, you're creating clutter for 20 years when, you know, if you need that little piece of wood down the road, well, you could go to the lumber yard and get it and have better feng shui in your life, right? But, you know, it's these decisions people are making that more is better or holding on to everything because I might need it, all that kind of stuff, right? Please be mindful of this because that is a huge energy blocker in so many people's homes, so many people's garages. Um, you know, and the thing is, yes, sometimes when you get rid of something you need it after, that's usually the case. However, please be mindful of just keeping a harmonious space for all those other days, right? Like that's so much better than keeping 30 pieces of scrap wood just because you might need one in 20 years. And that's the way that it usually works, right? And again, the whole idea about what if I need it, you know, 
do you have an old boat sitting outside that doesn't run? But you might need it one day, but are you really going to fix it? Um, or maybe exercise equipment in your basement um, that have been sitting there for years and you're thinking, I might use it one day. I might, like, start exercising. Come on. Like, again, these are perfect examples of major chi energy blockers, right, that are not serving you. Does that really make you more excited and inspired to work out? If you're not using it for years and years and years, you're probably not going to start using it, right? So come on. Uh, one thing I find that is huge in a lot of people's homes are coffee mugs. I know there's a lot of really awesome, cute little coffee mugs now. It's easy to collect them. I definitely have to purge mine every now and then. Um, but some people have 25, 30 coffee mugs. Do you ever have 25, 30 people at your house for coffee in a day or at one time? Probably not, right? So, you know, look through your uh, closets, look through your cupboards, stuff like that, of stuff that you have an abundance of, and, like, just be realistic. Like, do you ever really need more than eight? Like, let's say that that'd be quite a few people coming over. Do you ever really need more than eight? So just, you know, purge. <laughs> Another thing that really creates energy blocks is collections, right? Now, collections are definitely something that you can get into. We have a connection with them to our identity, all that kind of stuff again. But you know what? You don't have to keep that same collection for your whole life, right? Maybe pass it on to someone who wants it. Maybe sell it. Um, maybe disperse it, right? Um, again, whatever your collection is, it could be different things. It could be stamps. It could be scarves. It could be dolls. It could be whatever, right? As long as the collection is still making you feel good, okay, well, that's definitely something. But again, are you overwhelmed by your collection now, right? When the collection gets overwhelming, that's when you have to reconsider what's going on. Because what is it really doing for you, right? being there. Are you looking at it every single day? I mean, obviously that's something, but uh, you have to make sure that the, what you're keeping in your home is making you feel really, really good and creating that harmonious space, right? And again, collections obviously should be organized. That's one thing that should be organized. Um, we've all watched those shows on TV about hoarding, right? Um, people that have OCD and like, you know, they're keeping every single water bottle in their house that their dad gave them or something because that means if they throw it out that they're they don't love their dad like it's like this whole crazy thing and so many people are hoarders and so many people are also organized hoarders right i've got a few organized hoarders in my in my um in my family and you wouldn't even notice that they're hoarders but they're hoarding a lot of really strange things um now, hoarding is a whole other thing because it's definitely more psychological than just great design right um if you are feeling as though you are a hoarder, I just really want you to take the time to, to, well, first of all, you might not even realize it, but I'd love for you to take the time to journal. Why do I need to keep these things, right? Is it some of the things that we've talked about? Is it because it's part of my identity? Is it because it's a part of my appearance? Is it because it's part of my collection? Um, do I actually need this? Like, what are these connections that I have with all of these extra clothes that aren't even mine, that belong to a cousin that lived there seven years ago yet I don't want to get rid of them like you know what I mean like you have to go deeper so hoarding is a, a thing that's a little bit deeper than just proper organization and design um sometimes people do definitely need to get help with hoarding right like that is that is a real thing um and again even organized hoarding Usually organized hoarding is a little bit more organized in the sense that people are sometimes definitely willing to purge and get rid of some things. But um, I think one of our biggest issues, and this is the same for me, is that I always want to make sure my things are going to somewhere where they're going to get used and, and be um, appreciated. 
So I'm, I rarely just kind of drop things off at like Goodwill or whatever. Uh, I try to give more stuff away than to people that are like, oh, I want that coffee table or something like that, right? Just, I don't know why. I think for me, it's just like, oh, I know it's going to a good home. Um, I know that that definitely is something that kind of keeps people stuck from keeping things, right? Um, so yeah, it just be mindful of all these situations. And sometimes it really is about you just being aware of why you're doing things. And then it's okay to sometimes start letting things go, right? It feels better. So here's some things for you to kind of get started when it comes to clearing up your energetic spaces, clearing up your environments, right? Clearing up your life. Um, now that you're like mentally gearing up for like an energetic cleanse, remember um, different questions that we've gone over, right, that you can ask yourself. Um, do you love this item? Does this item make you feel really, really good? Okay, that's like a number one. Like I said, I only bring things to my house that I truly love and make me feel amazing. Have you used this item in the past year? And what are the odds of you actually using it in the next year? Because if the answer is no, simply let it go, right? Uh, do you know what is it sorry do you know what the purpose of this thing serves if it doesn't serve a purpose I'll give you an example um, you might be color blocking your home right and you might have got like this vase and the vase is just like boring and it's just like man you have no connection to it whatsoever and you're just gonna have it there You've had it there for like five years, and every time you pass it, you're just going like, meh, right? Like, you know, you just, you, that's the way you feel about it. And it's not doing anything, and you've never used it, and all that kind of stuff, right? Think about that experience. Like, does that, the energy of that vase feel good? No. Does it feel like you're going to miss it? No. Are you, is it doing anything for you in your space? Does it serve a purpose? No. Uh, there's so many no's there, right? So again, Ask yourself, do I need, do I love, am I going to use, right? And the reality is that if you haven't used in the past year, chances are you're not going to be using it again. One other thing I'd love for you to think about is the art in your home. And not only do we need our spaces, especially in feng shui, all of the rooms in our home to feel as good as they possibly can to make us feel happy and excited and inspired and creative, but people are often unaware of their art. So look at all the pieces of your art from a different perspective now, okay? Um, especially if you created the art, right? I've got a really good story about this. So I had a healer man come to my house. He was, he was probably like six or so years ago. And I had this painting in our bedroom. No, it was in our abundance corner of our house, like in our abundance room. And it was red. And it was just really awesome. And like, I, I, I love it, right? And he asked me, what he's like, what's up with that painting? And I was like, oh, like I did it this this and this and he was like what were your emotions when you painted it and I was like actually I was like really frustrated and upset <laughs> he's like yeah that's in your abundance corner of your house so you have to be mindful of those things especially if you personally have created different things because that energy is being held in that space right um sometimes I'm always I have to admit I'm one of those people that when people are on a Facebook live or something I'm kind of like looking around their home I'm looking around different things that they have going on right and sometimes I'll see different paintings or pictures something that are so dark and just like oh and I'm just like wondering, like, does that make you feel good or have you become immune to it?
again, people don't want to get rid of art that they've had for 30 or 40 years, right? But if that art does not have a good, strong, happy, positive vibration, it's got to go. And especially if you think about the different areas of your home that you're putting this type of art into, it's all related, right? So we have to be so mindful of this. We have to be able to recognize negative energy like this, right? And so like with that painting, you know, I simply just put it in the basement, right? Like it's not like it's, it's, um, disturbing or anything like that but if I think about the energy that I felt when I created it it wasn't my best self so why would I want not why would I want my not best self represented in my abundant space many people know about feng shui and just different ideas of like energy cleanups and all that kind of stuff but it really is about so much more than just great furniture placement it's about the energy behind everything that you put into your home because if you are putting into your home only fun beautiful happy inspiring creative magical things that's the vibe of your home right you know sometimes I just walk around and like you know I'm always kind of checking like do I love that still yeah okay and if there's something that I don't love then I will do something about it I'll take it down or something like that right so so how do how do things make you feel right how did each piece of your furniture make you feel what colors in your room are really speaking out to you like what do they say to you are you happy with the colors that you've painted in your spaces right um, are there specific areas of your rooms that have darker feelings than others and I wonder why is it because they're unorganized is it because of a certain thing that's in the room I remember when I started getting more into the psychology of interior design for different people and different clients um, I was working with this lady was uh, she had gone through a really horrible breakup a horrible divorce I remember being in her home and asking her about this one piece of furniture that she had in her space and it was chipped on the corner I said oh like this is kind of broken like do you like this still and she was like yeah I like it still um I was like but how did it get chipped like that she's like actually um, me and my ex-husband got in a really horrible fight and he actually threw me into the corner of that and that's how it broke and I was like that's what you're keeping in your bedroom the energy of that in your bedroom not only the reminder but like that physical piece that you know consciously you might not be like that happened like every day but still it's gonna be like what right but this is the, what this is the stuff like we start living on autopilot with right so you have to be so mindful of like all of these details right like you know if your friend that you are no longer friends with because you had a major falling out gave you like a thing and then you have that thing like sitting out in your living room every day like that you're gonna be reminded of of that disconnection